It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oklahoma is is uh, a good match, but um, they're not uh, on our level. They're not SEC. They're not the Florida Gators. So uh, we should uh, put on a good show. Wow. What a difference a year makes. That's right. One year ago today, Florida linebacker James Houston, who, by the way, we had never heard of before, and haven't heard from since. And really the only relevant thing that he ever did was make that comment about uh, OU Florida in the SEC one year ago today. And it was the moment that we did not forget from last bowl season for the Cotton Bowl. How about that, huh? Time flies by when you're talking trash like that. Unbelievable. What a great quote to <laughs> mix in. That's funny, man. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I mean, what happened to that guy? Yeah, nobody knows, and I, seriously, I, I had never heard of James Houston before that comment was made, which, by the way, spoiler alert, in case you uh, do not know what happened in the Cotton Bowl last year, uh, OU prevailed in that game 55-20 to over the Florida Gators, so uh, maybe not the best trash talk of all time there from uh, Mr. James Houston. Mm, yes, uh, clubbed him. In the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, and oh, by the way, not on the level of the SEC, they've also accepted an invitation to join the conference. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like So since then, um, OU beat them 55-20, to 20. OU joins the SEC, Dan Mullen gets fired, and not that OU is playing in some great bowl game either, but Florida had to beat Florida State in the final week of the regular season just to get bowl eligible. They're 6-6 six and six and playing... UCF playing and, a Big 12 team. Yeah, they're playing UCF. I don't even know what bowl they're playing UCF in. I have no idea. So, yeah, that comment has not worked out well for the Florida Gators. Dan Mullen has gotten fired, uh, what, eight, nine, now about ten months or so after that comment? Yikes. I'll take things that have aged poorly for 500, Alex. Man, woo, it's a tough look for the old Florida Gators, but uh, don't worry. We'll soon be conference mates and – you'll have plenty of more opportunities to talk trash to the uh, Oklahoma Sooners. And I can't wait to I can't wait for the fan base to really hate Florida. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be great to play some of these programs in the SEC when it's not the one-off year for Florida or LSU when they're great, right? And have made a national championship game. Be nice to play those teams on a more frequent basis. See those programs for what they really are. You said yeah, you, we haven't heard from James Houston since. Text line, uh, Google James Houston football player, and what popped up is uh, linebacker number 41 at Jackson State. So (laughs) that's what he's got going on. Congratulations. Yeah, well, he lost his bowl game this year too, essentially. So eh, he's got a little bit of a trend working. He does. Hey, uh, big news of the day, and it's kind of rocking college football, and we're all of a sudden like, uh, uh uh-oh, is this going to be a big deal? Texas A&M is unable to play in the Gator Bowl, and now the college football playoff has announced their COVID plans. The Gator Bowl is trying to scramble around and find someone to play. But I, I couldn't help but think this initially, and then Sean texted it to me before the show today. It's like, okay, 
does A&M really not have enough players to play? Or with their quarterback situation going on right now, were they a little bit scared to go play a Wake Forest team that won 10 games this year and ended up being pretty good? I mean, uh, come on. Would you would you put it past Texas A&M to cancel this game just because they were a little scared? I, I mean, since their quarterback play? I, I, I don't know, man. And don't want to get embarrassed by, Seriously. by a Wake Forest team that's having a heck of a season. There, there could be something to that. Hopefully this is not a trend uh, of things to come here. It you know, seems like things are okay at Oklahoma. Uh, I, I don't feel like the Sooners Bowl game appears to be in any sort of jeopardy right now. Yeah. At least we haven't heard anything from OU side. No idea on Oregon's side, you know. But that would – if Oregon robs us of an opportunity to see Bob Stoops coach at a bowl game – Oh, my God. Unforgivable. Or Oregon might overtake USC as the most hated team right now in college football. Seriously. They would have a, a seat at the table. They would definitely be one and two uh, in whatever order that you want to come up with. But, no, it's a it's an interesting situation, the Gator Bowl, because and, – and I get it from Wake's side, and I'm glad that Wake kind of has this perspective. Like we're saying, they did have a really good year. They had one of their best years in school history this year. They want to cap it off. They want to play in a bowl game. They want a chance at 11 wins. So I guess last year, according to Brett McMurphy of Stadium, BYU was asked to play in two different bowl games, but they declined doing so. Now, one of Wake's long shots is to find an opponent that has that will play two bowl games this year, BYU kind of being the example of that. BYU played, what, about a week ago and got beat in their bowl game. Maybe BYU would come Coastal around and Carolina. play another one. Coastal Carolina is another option. I guess initially it was thought like, well, how about like a 5-7 and seven team? Which, hey, there could have been Texas' opportunity to play in a bowl game this year if they were looking at 5-7 and seven football teams to play Wake Forest. Te- uh, Texas could have got one more last chance to embarrass themselves before the new year if they would have uh, went out and played a 10-win Wake team. But none of those teams are practicing right now, so it doesn't look very likely at all that if Wake finds an opponent, it would be a team that didn't qualify for a bowl game. And I guess the other option would be a- another bowl game yeah. if if a team has to drop out for similar circumstances, which again but, brings up its own whole yeah. other can of worms. How do you how do you pick which bowl game you get to? You know what I mean? Like, let's say Oregon says we can't play. Would OU and Wake play in the Gator Bowl, or would OU and Wake play in the Alamo Bowl? We refuse to relinquish home field. We're playing in. We're you, playing you to go to the Alamo Antone. Bowl. Okay, good. I don't know. It would be kind of funny if we still went on and be like, "Well, OU still hasn't played in the Alamo Bowl. That's still a thing." <laughs> well, yeah, that part of it wouldn't be wouldn't be altogether bad. Yeah, but but this is kind of in. We've known that COVID is going on in sports. What the NHL is. Pausing through Christmas, we, we saw what this week in the NFL looked like with a doubleheader on Tuesday and a doubleheader on Monday. College football playoff, with this happening to A&M today, it's almost like they were, oh, crap. Uh, I guess we better figure out something. <laughs> we need a plan. If this affects us, and, and that's what they've done. They have announced if a team is not available for a playoff, the team will forfeit and the opponent advances to the game. If both teams in the same semifinal cannot play – the other semifinal would be for the national title. Oh, my God. You talk about a disaster. College football better hope. The NCAA better hope that all four teams are checked out and all ago. Could you imagine if we don't even have a national championship game this year in Indy 
and Bama and Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl ends up being the de facto national championship. I don't think that that'll happen. I, I really, I strongly believe that that wouldn't happen. But that is worst case scenario this bowl season. And if you're any of those four teams, now if you're Cincinnati, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, it's it's back to bubble season, right? You can't take any chances here. Daily testing. You need to figure out what your numbers look like right now today. And you limit any sort of contact that you can with the outside world. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what's up. But A and M's not playing in its bowl game this year. It's and you know what? With how their season went down the stretch, losing to Ole Miss and then losing at LSU, who was a six and six team of their own this year, it's almost like A and M after they beat Alabama said, "All right, all right, we're good. We're good. We're done here." Beat Alabama for the first time in nine years. Beat them at home on a walk off field goal. Yeah, we're good. Uh, we'll just finish out the regular season. Whatever happens, happens, and then whatever bowl game we're in, if it's you know, if it's not a New Year's Six game, we'll just we'll, we'll just sit that one out. Ah, twenty twenty two signing class champs. We're good. That sucks though for the A and M fans that, and I'm not, I'm sure there weren't droves of them heading to the Gator Bowl or anything like that, but I'm sure that there were like some some flight reservations that have been made, hotel reservations, which. Maybe they were able to cancel, but I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of people that put in a decent amount of money for these trips and for it to be canceled, what, a week away from the game or so. Um, that's that's rough, man. That's rough for the fans. Well, and the bowl game, even if it's not the college football playoff, I mean, think about what we're talking about right here, right now for this Oklahoma-Oregon game in the Valero-Alamo Bowl. It's the springboard into the offseason. This is the game that – you know, for a season that really largely for OU has been disappointing, if all of a sudden, similar to last year, what OU was able to do against Florida, you go out, have a really nice performance, win by a couple of scores. It was by more than a couple of scores versus the Gators. But if you play well in your bowl game, you win it, then all of a sudden some of the bad from the 2021 season, you you, you can – remove yourself a little bit from that you head into the 2022 season with some momentum and now that opportunity is is gone for Texas A&M and for Wake Forest if they don't find anybody to come play in this bowl game then the excitement of what was a historic 2021 season yeah they don't they don't get to make amends on losing in the ACC championship game on their end of the equation either it just, it just stinks for Wake Forest it really and and it stinks for Texas A&M too it does but really for Wake Forest because they're just kind of standing there without a dance partner being like yeah but we really cared about this game and whereas not a whole lot of A&M fans were probably making the trip to the Gator Bowl However many Wake Forest fans there are, I don't imagine there's a ton, but I bet just about all their fans were going to head to the Gator Bowl to play Texas A&M, you know? So that's a fan base that it really affects. And I, I, I sincerely hope that they're able to find a bowl partner for this game. And I, I bet at this point they don't care if, if it's a non-Power 5 team. As long as they have the opportunity to play just someone, anyone in a bowl game, um, I'm sure Wake Forest would be all about it. Do, do you think the Gator Bowl's canceled, or we, you, we think you actually see uh, two teams playing it? Call your shot here. I think somebody's going to say yes. They they want to come play in the bowl game with them. I think maybe a Coastal Carolina or a BYU. If they get that phone call, I think they'd say yes. It'd be a great opportunity for Coastal Carolina. You know, um, they, they've had pretty decent amount of success these these past few years. And you can almost give your your program a little bit of credibility 
if at the last minute you opt into this bowl game and you go out there and beat a good Wake Forest team. Sure. And we know that Coastal Carolina can rally around and get a game on its schedule pretty quick. They did the exact same thing last year against BYU. Remember when BYU made that cross-country trip? They scheduled it on like a Tuesday or Wednesday and played the game on Saturday. Coastal, Coastal's down to make it happen, I'm going to guess. It, it would look really good for them, right? It, it says, we're not afraid of this challenge. We're not afraid of this opportunity. That's sellable for them. And for what it's worth, I don't know how much it's worth, but any opportunity you can play a national TV game is positive for a program like Coastal Carolina. They win the PR battle. If they get a phone call and they say yes, all of a sudden to go play in this Gator Bowl, people like you and me and everybody nationwide is talking about Coastal Carolina. So that's a win for them. Uh, appreciate Kendall. He sends this along. Uh, Illinois at 5-7 and seven would play Wake in the Gator Bowl if asked. Sources are telling the Action Network HQ. Wake head coach Dave Clawson said his team needs to know by Friday if the opponent can be determined. So Illinois and Brett Bielema, they're like, hey, we're down. We'll go play. <laughs> we're not doing anything. We'll go play. Text line is saying uh, Texas takes the slot, I bet. Would Texas be back if they were to play in the Gator Bowl and won? According to them, yes. Here's the deal. Some, you know, they're obviously Illinois is going to do it. There would be some teams out there that would rise to the occasion, whether they're five and seven and have to hurry up and get back to practice, or a BYU team that won 10 games this year, I think, like they'd rally and find a way. Texas is not one of those football programs that's going to rise to the occasion, rally uh, for, for like the, the cause of the greater good, and find a way to play in this football game. That's not what really the Texas football program represents. So. Well, and it might not be the best course of action for that program right now. Uh, I think for Steve Sarkeesian in Texas, it's not the worst idea to just close the book on this season altogether. Yeah, you you get a couple more practices by playing in the bowl game. There are positives to it, but for them, I think not necessarily the worst idea to just say, hey, we've already put a wrap on 2021. Text line says, I have a thousand bucks worth of Alamo Bowl tickets I'm on the hook for. Wear those masks and isolate Sooners. That's right. Emoji. You spent $1,000 on Alamo Bowl tickets? Are you, like, calling plays, too? Dang. Either he's taking an entire organization, or he's got, like, 15 people standing on the field. Yeah, where are your seats Dang. at? Dang. On the hook for 1000 for the Alamo Bowl. Wow. Riverwalk can get prizes. I, yeah. Kansas Jayhawks will take the slot. Yeah, I mean, it would be their best opportunity to play in a bowl game the next 10 years. Well, and... Lance Leopold's one of the 40th uh, best coaches of the last 50 oh my years. God. So. Yeah, don't bring up that joke of a ranking from ESPN. Who will OU's rival be in the SEC other than Florida? Somebody with equal skill status. Um, I There will be options. Bama could be an option. LSU could be an option. I'd probably say those two. I, I don't know if OU would never claim LSU as a rival. You would just claim that you really, really hate them. OU fans would want Bama to be the rival because they're the most, you know, you view them as the most equal to you. Historic, yeah. Yes, the two programs, what they've accomplished 
over their histories, and Oklahoma doesn't want to take a backseat to yeah. a program like Alabama, even with all the success that they've had of, over the past decade. Second row behind the OU bench, four seats, 45-yard line. Nice. Man. Yeah, I can see where that would wind up being a cool K. Vanderbilt takes the slot. Yeah, see, this is a great opportunity for Kansas, for Vanderbilt, for Arizona, teams like that that haven't played in a bowl game forever and probably won't for a while. I mean, come on! What what do you got? What do you got to lose? Yeah, if you're any of those programs, extra practices and good opportunity to be on national TV. But Sam Hartman and Wake Forest deserve better than that. I, no, I totally agree that they deserve better. They do deserve better than that. But the better that they're going to get is probably five and seven Illinois. That you know? I mean, what a disappointment for them. Uh, it's a huge disappointment. Uh, as you can tell, Josh Helmer is in for Teddy today. He'll be with us until six p.m. Got a fun show lined up for you. You guessed it, we're talking college football today. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. He's probably my, he's definitely one of my favorite football guests that we have. Obviously, good friend Bob Stoops is number one on the show. But I think Chris Landry might be number two. He is uh, extremely bright when it comes to the sport. I've told you guys this several times, but he worked for Saban and Belichick when they were with the uh, Brown staff. He does a lot of things with the NFL draft. He's in war rooms uh, on, on NFL draft day with some teams. So I, I want to get the national perspective on what he thinks about Brent Venables to OU and Jeff Levy on OU because I haven't, haven't talked to him in a while. I, I'm going to guess that he thinks it's a home run like everyone else, but I won't speak for him. I'll let him speak at 3.30 instead. Keep those uh, texts coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. It is the rush on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Brandon, when I say you've broken records I've never seen before, I mean you've broken them by a mile. This has been the best year of Seth Wadley Ford history. How are we going to finish the year? Seth, it's easy. I've stocked millions of dollars of truck inventory after we scoured the Southwest for every truck we could find, gas or diesel. Price them to sell below market value. Oklahoma? It doesn't matter what brand it is. We have it, gas or diesel. And they're all priced below market value. So this holiday season, when you go shop at an empty lot and find a car truck priced way over market value, just stop what you're doing and head to Seth Wiley Ford in Falls Valley, where we have over 10 million in inventory for you to choose from. And don't forget the best part. That's my promise of oil changes and engines for life on newer use, gas or diesel, at no additional cost to you. So put a little gravel in your travel and get to Oklahoma's number one truck dealer, Seth Wadley Ford, I-35, exit 72 in Falls Valley, or visit us online at SethWadleyFord.com. Are you looking out the back window and you see missing panels on your fence? Perhaps your fence is leaning over or being held up by a 2x4. It's time to call Van Hoos Fence, the metro area's premier residential and commercial fence company. Van Hoos delivers professional craftsmanship at an affordable price. From custom orders to prefabricated products, Van Hoos does it all. Call them today, 405-735-1167, or see their work on vhfence.com. Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our resources in technologies that build a brighter tomorrow for all Oklahomans, like our addition of Norman's first solar farm, the OEC Solar Garden. We pride ourselves in finding and creating solutions for today and tomorrow. 
Your trusted energy advisor, Oklahoma Electric Cooperative. Hi, this is Tony Walden from Walden Cleaners. At Walden Cleaners, we know laundry and dry cleaning, but there are times when we need help with projects around Walden's. That's when I turn to our trusted partners, Cavens Maintenance. We have trusted Gary and his staff to come in and help with drywall repair, painting, plumbing, snow removal, and that's not all. We trust Cavens Maintenance and staff, and you should too. So if you're in need, do what we do at Walden's. Let the professionals at Cavens go to work for you. 405-573-3048. For the Sooners, this bowl season means duck season. I say it's duck season, and I say fire! And the Sooners will have a bit of revenge on their minds. Well, you don't want me talking about the 2006 game. <laughs> Keep it tuned to the Ref Radio Sports Network for all of the best coverage of the Sooners taking on the Oregon Ducks in the Alamo Bowl. Presented by Winstone Construction. Building on your land or theirs. Winstone Construction is your premier home builder and bring you all of our coverage of the Alamo Bowl. Make the right call. Remember the Alamo! Remember, the Ref is your home for all of your Alamo Bowl coverage. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Whether you're looking for the perfect gift to dazzle your loved ones or choosing a present for yourself, you can rely on our elves at Mitchell's Jewelry. We have a tremendous selection of wish list favorites like stacking bracelets, diamond hoop earrings, and diamond studs, plus the favorite trend-setting delicate gold necklaces and paperclip chains. Don't make Santa wonder what you want. Let's get your wish list started. Enjoy ample parking, our sparkling clean showroom, plus complimentary gift wrap. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Josh Hilmer with you. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. Hey, before we get any deeper into the show, I, I do want to take a moment to... Man, really tough situation just happened with the uh, OU family. Jason Bronson um, suddenly passed away. He was an offensive lineman in the Blake era, early on in the Stoops era as well. So a lot of people on social media sending out their thoughts. So um, just prayers up to his family during this incredibly tough time, especially since it happened you know, during the holidays. So Jason Bronson. A lot of people loved him as an offensive lineman. Sounds like he was a he was an awesome dude as well. So just prayers for uh, his family, man, as they go through this difficult time just a few days before Christmas. That's well, tough. Well said. Yeah, I mean, just tough. Just tough, man. And yeah. always a reminder that, especially you know this time of year, like you said, during the holidays, just makes it so much more tragic. But just time is precious. It yeah. is. Yeah, Mark Mangito sent out a tweet. I think it was late last night. Uh, Sam Pittman, head coach at Arkansas, sent out a tweet as well with a picture of those two guys like hugging on the sidelines. Really, Sam Pittman jumping into Jason Bronson's arms, which is it's a great photo, probably the best photo I've seen all day long. I had no idea that Sam Pittman was once at OU, though. Did you know that? No, no. I think maybe I'd heard that, but forgotten it. So that, that's that's pretty cool. Um, you got Sam Pittman out there, Mark Mangino, and several others just saying that how much they cared about him, and uh, prayers to his family as well. 
I was sent a pretty cool graphic earlier today, again, by Sean. Sean sent me a couple cool things before the show today. And it's something that's right up my alley. It's college football fan base categories. Some some Twitter account like put all these different fan bases into different categories. And the categories are this. Friendly, hostile, entitled, sensitive, wine and cheese, and non-existent. So as far as I can tell, OU made two of these categories. You don't make just one. Like Texas made, I think, four out of the five that are on here. <laughs> so if you had to guess which two OU made... Do you think they made friendly, hostile, entitled, sensitive, wine and cheese, or non-existent? Friendly and entitled. They did make entitled, but they did not make friendly. They made sensitive. Sensitive is my other guess. Entitled and sensitive are the two categories that this Twitter account put OU fans in. Dang! Hey, I would 100% put OU... In the friendly category. Now, are OU fans the most friendly when they play Texas or Oklahoma State? No, of course not, but you can't judge a fan base based on how they treat their rivals or their most hated teams, whatever. If if OU plays anybody else but OSU and Texas, especially if it's a non-conference team from out of town, OU is like the most gracious fan base that there is. So... I, and I'm not saying that there's not times where they don't deserve to be in, in, in entitled or sensitive, but... You could have put them in the friendly category. There's one SEC school that OU fans will treat poorly when they come here, and it's, yeah. it's LSU. Everybody else will get treated very, Even A&M? very well. Well, <laughs> maybe not them. Yeah, A&M's a little bit of a toss-up, right? And I still consider them a Big 12 school, so I forgot about that. And we'll see about, we'll see about Arkansas. Oklahoma State, they got put in the friendly category, though. What? What? Really? Get out of here. I mean, maybe maybe they are. I haven't seen that side of it yet just because of kind of where our allegiances are Bedlam. in the whole thing. But I uh, didn't realize that OSU was supposedly a friendly fan base. But come on. like th- This is one of those where you take it with a grain of salt because OSU in the friendly uh, category, there's also like Central Michigan, Fresno State, Florida Atlantic, San Jose State, uh, UMass, Western Kentucky, Marshall. It's like, uh, okay. I mean, it's you know, probably okay on. to not be grouped with the Hilltoppers. I, I did love it, though, that Texas was listed in all these categories. Non-existent, <laughs> yes. wine and cheese, sensitive, entitled, and hostile. I agree with all those but one, okay? They are entitled. They are sensitive. They are definitely a wine and cheese crowd. And yeah, for the most part, they're non-existent. You can't say that they're both non-existent and hostile. They're way more non-existent than hostile. Go go look at a uh, stadium pick of DKR on Saturdays. Texas is anything but a hostile fan base. Get out of here with that. Yeah, I don't know if they get to get the perch of hostile. No, no, they don't. I mean, you have to be loud and intimidating. Like it has to be an intimidating place to play. You have to have a lot of fans that show up in your game. Like, that's hostile. When I think of hostile, I think of LSU. LSU fans, for the most part, do a really good job of showing up to Death Valley, and they're loud, and they have that. Like, Texas has, Texas is notoriously known as, well, they're not really going to show up, and it's not going to be all that tough of an environment. Kansas won at Texas this season. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you're, you are not hostile. But, like, some of the hostile fan bases they had, uh, 
Arizona State, Arkansas, Auburn, Colorado, Tennessee, Texas, Texas Tech, no A&M, Florida, Georgia, LSU. So are they approaching it not from a home field advantage perspective? Well, I I think maybe a little bit. It's like, yeah, if you just interact with this fan base, are they going to be hostile? Are they going to be pleasant or not? But I think that that kind of goes hand in hand, right? I think to be hostile, it means you actually show up to your football games and you're loud and supportive. Like, yes, you can be a jerk, but you're also there at the same time. I don't know. LSU would be hostile, no question, in every they're sense the, of the they're word. They're the most hostile. They're the definition of hostile fans. I don't know if there's anybody that's hostile. Like, Arizona State? What? It, nobody out of the Pac-12 would I. They're just a bunch of drunk college kids, and maybe some people see that as hostile, and if it is, Arizona State does fit that category. Just a bunch of drunk college kids out there at ASU. It is a party. It is a party. Peyton says, State. I think friendly sort of equals losers, IMO. Uh... But Nebraska would be friendly to me. and I, Yeah, they've lost a lot of football games. It, to me, friendly is sort of part of the prestige of the program. You treat visitors with class yeah. when they visit for a football game. Yeah. And you could you could be to me you could be both hostile and friendly. Maybe you could be maybe uh, respectful is a better word than friendly. Right. This whole deal. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. But I think I think Definitely OU fans fall in that category. It's not like I'm just trying to blindly defend the OU fan base with this, you know, over a uh, stupid Twitter graphic that's out there. I genuinely believe, and I think we all agree, like OU's a OU's a good, friendly fan base. Yes. They are. Visitors are treated well here, and if you approach a game from the opposite, the the surrounding fans are not going to be supportive of that. It's a friendly fan base. I have friends that are Iowa State fans. They love Norman and OU fans. They went to one game in Stillwater and said they would never do it again. The fans were terrible. Yeah, it's like totally different. Uh, OSU is in the friend zone. That's on the cat. Uh, that's on the uh, text line. You got to like <laughs> Correct. that. Correct. That's good. Uh, yeah. So a lot on there saying uh, where, where OU fans should lie. But uh, was yeah. that from Big Game Boomer? I don't – yes, no, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from Big Game Boomer. Doesn't he do this, like, uh, every day? Yeah, he does a bazillion list. Which he ranked um, the toughest stadiums for 2021. And I'm like, did you go to all the stadiums in 2021? <laughs> right. How do you know that they were the toughest stadiums in 2021? Are you just judging by how the teams performed this year? Or did you go with a, you know, a decibel reading of the atmospheres in each place? Well – for Oklahoma, this was probably not the most intimidating of seasons because guess what? Oh, you didn't welcome in anybody that got this fan base altogether jacked. Well, like Nebraska, yeah. it, it's a hard, little bit. It's hard to be loud and intimidating when you have a bunch of 11 a.m. kickoffs too, when you're playing a bunch of crap Big 12 teams. You know, no offense, West Virginia fans, but it, it just doesn't do the trick for OU fans. How do you think SEC fans will treat OU? Class, anger, jealousy. It depends on where you go. I think initially, um, OU fans are – it's going to be a little bit rough in some spots. It'll be rough at a and I think. It'll be rough at LSU. Um, it might be rough at Arkansas. I think they'll get treated well at Alabama. I think they'll get treated well at Alabama. It'll be rough at a place like Florida, I think. But once it's it's just going to be viewed at as an initiation period, basically. It's yes. One of the, like you're you're joining the fraternity here. Um, there will be hazing. There will be hazing. There will one hundred percent be hazing, just like there were was in old school. Okay, there will be hazing. <laughs> It'll be very similar to that, actually. And then after a while, they'll be like, "All right, 
you're you're one of the boys now. You're one of the group. We'll we'll start. You know, we'll we'll start easing you in a little bit. Places OU will get treated well. Alabama, Tennessee, into the list. Oh, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, they get treated well. Well, if uh, Rattler and Stogner go out there and dominate South, South Carolina, Carolina, they might get treated well. If they go out there and they don't do anything, then you'll probably get treated poorly at South Carolina too. Ooh, I know another place where you're going to get treated poorly, Missouri. Oh yeah, God, that I, I, I mean, I hate that place to begin with. Can we campaign to just not have to make that trip? Can we like? I was, is there I've any sort of that. document we can sign with the Southeastern Conference to prevent road trips there? I, I've been saying that I, I'm down with the pod system. I think the pod system in the SEC is a great idea because it allows you to travel to all of the other destinations in the league within like what a four or five year period, something like that. The only thing that I ask from the SEC, the only thing that I ask. And maybe Josie even bargained this when they joined the conference. Is hey, we'll do a pod with AM, we'll do a pod with Texas, we'll do a pod with Arkansas. We will not join in a pod with Missouri. No way, no thank you, no chance whatsoever. It's just not exciting. No, it's not exciting. The perfect pod is OU, Texas, AM, and Arkansas, in my opinion. Just because of the region and all that. Nothing about Missouri excites me. Um, they don't have a good fan base. They don't have a good football team. They don't have a good basketball team. They don't have a good baseball team. Missouri, to me, offers absolutely nothing. No thanks. Go let them play Vanderbilt or Kentucky or Tennessee or whoever else. I don't want any part of Mizzou. Yeah, let, no. let everybody else have the the easier win built into their schedule. We don't want it. We don't need it. We want excitement. <sighs> 405-651-3439 is the Air Converse Solutions text line. Hour number one of the rush on this jukebox Wednesday. But Yeah, by the way, text in your song submissions on the Air Converse Solutions text line. We'll start playing those coming up next. More to come right here on the Homeless Sooner Fans. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. See you later, darling. I'm heading out to Central New Holland. Not today, George. Remember, we have plans. Yeah, I'm going out there to Central New Holland, West I-40, Council Exit, South Service Road. And I'm going to pick up some parts and drop the baler off for a tune-up. Why don't you do it online at centralnewholland.net? Well, because picking up parts is a lot more fun in person. And as for service, well, you can't email a baler, darling. Did you know that Central New Holland has serviced everything we've ever bought there? New Holland tractors, balers, skid steers, with genuine New Holland service and genuine New Holland parts. Soon as we finish renewing our vows. Our vows? I thought we just did that. We did, George, but remember you failed the emissions test? Well, darling, I'm sure that happens a lot. Not right in the middle of the ceremony. For crying out loud, they had to evacuate the building. Oh, yeah, I remember. When the job is on the line, Central is a friend of mine. You're simply the best. Happy New Year from all of us here at Riverwind. Come kick off 2022 in the best way. With a big win on the best new game. Don't miss our $80,000 rockin' and reelin' giveaway. With five times entries, Mondays and Tuesdays. This might just be your best year yet. You're simply the best. An energy savings agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your home's energy efficiency. It can keep your AC and furnace systems working properly all year long and save you money by reducing costs from separate AC and furnace tune-up. Those aren't the only benefits, though. 
You'll get 15% off HVAC repairs, same-day service, a spring and fall tune-up, and no overtime charges. Save energy, time, and money all year long with Air Comfort Solutions Energy Savings Agreement. Call 721-3740 or visit aircomfortsolutions.com. Do you have a car or truck just sitting in your driveway? Well, you need to call my friend Ricky Stapleton at Ricky Stapleton Autos in Norman, and he can help put some cash in your pocket. Hey, it's Mike Steely here. My family contacted Ricky to sell some of our cars, and it was easy, like Sunday morning. Stop by 330 24th Avenue Northwest, just north of Main Street, or call 405-615-2777. Ricky Stapleton Autos is locally owned. I've known him since high school. He's going to treat you right and make selling your vehicle fast and easy. We know you're a true golfer and won't allow the chilly weather to keep you indoors. Book your game today and experience a beautiful 6,200-yard course that features broad, tree-lined fairways, several traps, water hazards, and manicured fast greens by our new superintendent. Come warm up at the turn, our clubhouse grill with excellent cook-to-order hot food. We suggest ordering the best burger and fry basket around. Book your tee times online at normanparks.com. December move-in magic at the Carl Stone is here. Don't miss out on the magic. Lease a one-bedroom unit for only $1,900. That's a $325 savings. Cash in on this incredible deal and move in to adult living at its finest for our lowest price of the year. You must lease on or before December 31st to enjoy multiple activity rooms, game and movie rooms, beauty shop, full-service dining, dog park area, and much more for this special price. Call today, 405-701-2951, or go online to thecarlstone.com and get in on the magic. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. There you go. First jukebox submission of the day, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. How do you think that this is going to go today? You think most people are going to submit Christmas songs? I'm. We can make it a Christmas song jukebox Wednesday if everyone wants. I mean, oh, I don't think know. we need to do that. I mean, we can mix it in half and half. What, whatever. Maybe like uh, a splash of eggnog. Okay, sure. I mean, I someone if we're gonna do at least half Christmas songs, someone does need to submit uh, "White Christmas." I'm just just saying, because that is the best Christmas song of all time. Silent Night, no love for Silent Night. Uh, that's not really gonna do it for me on not this gonna, uh, Wednesday afternoon. Up. No, that that's that's gonna be a tough. Put sell us to for sleep me. in hour number four. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough sell. Six five one thirty four thirty nine. Keep those coming. Peyton says, Missouri fans spit on my brother and I as a middle schooler slash high schooler in 2010 and threw stuff at us as they stormed the field. Bunch of dumb hicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mizzou stinks. Agreed. Kendall says, wait, does Josh hate Christmas music? Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan. I, I, I wouldn't say I hate it, though. You're not a huge fan, though? You don't like Christmas music? Eh, not really. Why not, dude? Come on. It gets you in the mood. Get you in the mood to overpay uh, this Christmas season. Right. Makes me feel I, like I'm in a department store. I, uh, I, I love Christmas music. I think it's great. Um, every time I'm in the car with my wife, 
from about November 20th to about <laughs> January 15th. Guess what, buddy? That's right. We're listening Buckle to Christmas up, music. I uh, I got a new car today, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we went to uh, Bob Moore Nissan here in Norman to, to pick it up today, which they were fantastic, by the way. Bob Moore Nissan was, was awesome. I, I appreciate them. But she hadn't seen the car yet because I, I did it all you know, yesterday, and they, they ordered it and everything like that. So she wanted to take a drive around Norman a little bit once we got there, so we did, and boom. Immediately turned to Christmas. Music. And the weather outside was frightful, but this new ride is so yeah. delightful. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on at my house these days, you know? And I, But I love it. I love me some Christmas music, dude. So are it's you good. fired up? You like the vehicle? Yeah, I'm, I'm really fired up. The, the funny thing about it is it has a sunroof, and I've never had a sunroof in a car before. I, I've had trucks in the past, but you, maybe you'll relate to this. As a kid, it was, oh, my God. The definition of an awesome car is a sunroof. Gotta have it. You know, so this is like the first sunroof I've had in my life, which I think most people, I don't know if most people, but it's it's way more common now than it's ever been. But it's like, oh, God, you got a sunroof, dude. You're balling. Yeah, it oh might almost be the, to not have one might be the minority. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Well, that's uh, awesome, dude. Congratulations to thank you. Thank you. Uh, text line, I have an uncle that lives in Missouri and refuses to visit to avoid conflict. Hmm. <laughs> Mizzou fans and OU fans. Uh, for Josh, how about some punk Christmas? Reliant K, 12 Days of Christmas. I'm in, yes. No, I'm down for that, for o- sure. OSU whined about Sooners throwing empty Snickers wrappers at them. They are whiny fan base. How friendly was it for OSU fans to throw snowball at OU players in 2013? Hmm. Just not a lot of great memories with Mizzou outside of pummeling them in the Big 12 championship game when they came in number one. Yeah, I went to Columbia one time, and that was in 2002 when OU faked the field goal and um, scored the touchdown and ended up beating Brad Smith was running all over the place that day. I mean, it was like it was like a fun trip, but I was not blown away by the atmosphere of uh, Faro Field there in uh, Columbia. I don't know as a former KU guy if you ever went over there or not but I've never yeah. seen a game there you know that I, I never have I, f- I feel like a basketball game if they were good would be really fun but seems like Mizzou's been down for a good bit now yeah if I never go back to if I never go back to Columbia I, I think I'll be I think I'll be good I think I'll be all right in fact if there was one SEC city that I was banned from like going into the conference I wouldn't even have to think twice. I would much rather go to Starkville, Columbia, South Carolina, Lexington, Kentucky, for sure Nashville, Tennessee. I'd rather go anywhere over uh, Columbia, Missouri. It's not really that tough of a decision. Yeah, I don't me. think I, I don't think I necessarily disagree with that take. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Uh, I love that there is a new hashtag with the OU football program right now, and I love that Joe C basically was the one that that came up with it on the plane heading to Max Westheimer. Because Kobe McKenzie, about an hour ago, tweeted out an LOL with the lock emoji. Yes. So, you know, whereas in the past, Muleshoe would tweet out the eyeballs and we're like, oh, 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 oh here we go, we got to commit. Now it's guys that, you know, haven't even entered a, haven't even entered campus yet as a true freshman are kind of breaking recruiting news. At least that's what we think it is, right? Yes. The LOL and the lock. Now, now you've got high school seniors breaking recruiting news for OU. It's transitioned. It's transitioned into a great social media era. The lock's way better than the eyeballs. Oh, dude, it's not even close. It's not even close. I think it's great. Eyeballs for doors. And, and I think it's hilarious. And I, I love it, frankly, 
that Kobe McKenzie is like leading the charge on social media of, of like all this recruiting stuff. And he was a Texas commit like two, two weeks ago. But he seems like he's the most bought-in uh, signee that OU has on the entire roster. He's like, well, he decommitted a few weeks ago, but oh, now that he's back in, he's uh, he's all in. This staff's getting after it, too. The Jaleel Florence kid who's a corner, they, they just sent the offer to him. And then Sammy Brown, they're already getting started on the 2024 class, Tyler. Four-star linebacker out of Georgia. I love it. Uh, keep it coming. This recruiting class for 2022 is coming together quite nicely. And I say coming together because they're not going to be done until the second signing day in uh, February. I believe... We ain't done yet. Yep, exactly. Uh, BV unlocked his Twitter, by the way. I saw that. He's already earned a follow from me. Have you uh, been looking up and down the timeline of Britt Venables since we couldn't see it? I saw that he commented on a uh, punt by his legit punter that's coming back for the senior season. Is that what was taking place? Do you think that they they had the Twitter scrubs at work on both (laughs) Coach Venables' account and Coach Chavis? Maybe so. Maybe they're like, all right, we need to make sure everything's good here. I might and then need we'll to lock my account it. for a couple of weeks. Or honestly, it, it didn't even, like, we used to look way too much into that at, at OU because it's like, oh, Muleshoe's doing all these incredible things on social media, and that's why OU's getting all these great recruiting classes. Meanwhile, Brent Venables is out winning national championships at Clemson with a locked Twitter account, and it's probably not as near as important as we thought it was a couple of years if ago. If times you know? ever get desperate, we just need him to lock back up that Twitter I, account. Seriously, yeah, yeah. And if I was a coach after my first loss, I would. Lincoln's he's probably not far off from locking his Twitter account the way that OU fans are coming after him on social media right now. It's great. Which I it? keep saying – I cannot wait for Christmas Day because USC football is going to tweet out uh, Merry Christmas to all of our great Trojan fans, and OU fans are just going to like absolutely Bombard roast it. Mule Shoe on it and totally destroy it. It's great. That picture of the sorority party. If you're out there listening, um, I'm not asking for anything from anyone for Christmas, but you can give me something. It's go on social media and destroy the USC football Twitter account on Christmas Day when they tweet something out. Yes, just make that sure that they really have a do it miserable me. holiday. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that's all we want. I Probably my favorite thing that's happened in the past couple weeks, more than Brent Venables coming back, more than Jerry Schmidt coming back, more than the hiring of Jeff Levy, is OU fans getting after Muleshoe so bad that he's locked the replies on all the tweets that he has out there because OU fans have been killing him so much. It is great. The OU fan base, man, they showed it at Max Westheimer Airport when Britt Vittables hopped off the plane. Any chance they get, they uh, Oklahoma has a fan base. It's just not even close yeah. to USC. Keep the text coming. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com, joins us next hour at 3.30. We'll roll on next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It's The Rush. When you're on the go, you can still get the best in Sooner coverage on the Sports Talk 1400 app powered by OEC Fiber. OEC Fiber brings you the power of high-speed fiber services right to the front door of your home or business. Find out more at OECFiber.com. What's going on, Santa? Tis the season of giving, and there's only one place that gives the most. Can anyone remember where that place is? Who's the bird? Heidelberg. What the bird? No, no, no. Glitter, sparkle, Ralphie. Show them how it's done. Yo, the bird. 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 Ho, ho, ho. 
Hudeberg. Trade it for more, buy it for less. Hudeberg gives you more money for your trade, more discounts on cars, trucks, and SUVs, and more selection than anywhere else. Hudeberg has more than 1,000 used vehicles of all makes and models. Go to Hudeberg's Chevy, Buick, GMC, I-40, and Hudeberg Drive in Midwest City, Hudeberg Ford and Chandler, or Hudeberg Subaru off I-240 and Shield. And where should they start shopping, boys? Hudeberg.com. I'm Attorney Noble McIntyre at McIntyre Law. We have over 100 years of combined litigation experience fighting for Oklahomans injured as a result of a semi-crash. These crashes are traumatic and in most cases cause catastrophic injuries and even death. Our most recent trial involved a fatal semi-truck crash resulting in a $4.25 million verdict for our client. If you have been injured and want to know more about your rights, call us at 405-917-5200 or visit us at McIntyreLaw.com. Download our new app today. Travel with the Sooners to the Alamo Bowl. The Sooners are headed to their 55th bowl game in program history. Oklahoma will take on the Oregon Ducks, and OU alumni has the perfect travel package for you. Two nights at the Hyatt Regency on the Riverwalk, the Boomer Bash pregame event, and an exclusive Alamo Bowl souvenir. Visit SoonerFanTravel.com to make your reservation today. OU alumni and SoonerFanTravel.com, your source for official OU fan travel at the Alamo Bowl. Doctors Park Pharmacy is a fast, friendly, family-owned pharmacy service that has been in business for over 50 years in Norman. They offer a variety of services, including compounding, diabetic supplies, and convenient drive-through and delivery services. They provide vaccinations, including flu, pneumonia, and shingles with no prescription or appointment necessary. They also offer all three COVID vaccinations. Come visit Doctors Park Pharmacy, 500 East Robinson, Suite 200 in Norman, or call them at 405-364-5020. The Women's Choice Awards are in for 2021, naming Norman Regional Health System as one of the country's best hospitals in multiple categories. These awards put Norman Regional in the top 10% in heart, stroke, and emergency care in the country. Norman Regional undergoes rigorous evaluations and prides itself on offering personalized care that caters to the needs of women. Visit normanregional.com to learn more. Jets New York Slice is glad to be cooking lunch and dinner for you. That's right, Jets New York Slice is open and more. We have all your favorite pies hot and ready when you arrive. Order by the slice or the pie. We have all your favorite toppings and crusts. Wanting pasta, sandwiches, or salad? Jets New York Slice has it ready for dine-in or pickup. Call in your order at 237 237- 3001 or swing by for dine-in or pickup east off of I-35 off 19th Street near the USC Federal Credit Union. Tis the season to be merry at all those decorations you always hate putting up. These stupid Christmas lights and these stupid Christmas wreaths and the white wire reindeers that look like ghosts. Here at the Ref Radio Sports Network, we know everyone kind of needs this holiday break. I mean, listen to Teddy. He's losing it. And even though we don't have a surprise from Cousin Eddie to share with you, we do have an uncle surprise for you. Merry freaking Christmas, baby, to the entire Sooner 
nation except for stinking Lincoln Riley. That guy can stuff his stocking with a Yule log. So as you finish up your preparations for the holiday season, remember that we here at The Ref love that we get to bring you the best Sooner coverage on the planet. Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Da. This is Deidre Peters with Alliance Bank. If you're looking for a personal banker to handle your loan and deposit needs, I'd love to visit with you. Whether you need a personal or a business loan, or maybe you're just ready to switch your deposits to a community bank that actually knows your name, we'll accept your phone call and we'll listen to what your needs really are, well, Valiance Bank is for you. So come see me at 1501 24th Avenue Northwest or give me a call at 405-286-5755. Can't wait to hear from you. Shotgun Blues by Volbeats. Bring us back on this jukebox Wednesday. Is this more of what you're looking for today? Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, it. baby. I love what we've created on the text line because everyone's just like hating on Missouri now, which is fantastic. Thank you. Missouri, the 69ers. They've not won a football conference championship since 1969. That's from Mike in Springfield. They've never been to a Final Four either. Wow. For a, uh, for a fan base that's pretty proud of their basketball program, I didn't know they've never been to a Final Four before. I know they've been to Elite Eight. You know how I know they've, they've been to an Elite Eight? Because Kelvin Sampson and the Oklahoma Sooners beat them in Elite Eight one time. That is correct. Huh? What do you think about I know that? they've lost to a 15 seed, too. <laughs> what, Norfolk State? Was That's that who right. it was? So I know Big Game Bob is going to coach the bowl game, but will Coach V even be on the sidelines ready to see him get fired up? What normally happens is you see the next head coach, he's, he's at the game, but he's up in a suite somewhere just kicking back. And I'm going to guess that that's what Brent Venables is doing. I, I don't think that he's going to be on the sidelines. He's got way too much respect for Bob. Um, he's just going to kick back and let Bob coach the game because obviously he trusts him to do so. So I just like every bowl game, I'm sure we'll get a pan and see uh, Brent Venables. I don't know if he'll be kicked back during the game. He'll probably be all up in tents, but he'll be in a, up in a box somewhere. Well, and it would be... You know, in any other situation in life, think about yourself in a work situation. Now, playing football, not necessarily work, but some of these guys, I mean, obviously all of these guys for Oklahoma take this thing very seriously. So somebody, new boss gets hired, but the old boss is sticking around for one final week. Meanwhile, the the new boss is just kind of sitting in the back watching everybody else do their work, make you a little uncomfortable, right? I mean, it just would make it kind of a weird situation it's better for Brent to be somewhere that's not right there down on the playing field yeah yeah and that's that's what's that's what's gonna happen they'll re- respect each other's space and, and plus like BV really hasn't been coaching these guys like what is he really going to I mean he can offer like in-game coaching but that's just it's it's awkward yeah he's not he's not gonna be on the sidelines if he is on the sidelines, it's going to be like away from the team and <laughs> yes. kind of doing his own thing. That's that's probably what's going to happen there. And that's how it should be. Yeah. Kobe McKenzie, new title is Rush Chair. Uh, Kendall says, my wife and I went to the Big 12 Championship game in KC when we played Mizzou. Upon arriving, I was flipped off by what looked like a 12-year-old. So that's a pretty classic Missouri fan there. Yep. Mizzou fans do not like Oklahoma. It's pronounced Misery. 
Yes, definitely with the uh, <laughs> dig, elder dig, folk. Dig. It's uh, it's called that. OU plays uh, Alcorn State tonight. By the way, do you know how many home games that Alcorn State has played so <laughs> I far do. this year? Yeah. I do. For those that don't know, uh, Alcorn State is one in ten coming into tonight's game. They have played zero regular season home games so far this year. And they will not play their first home basketball game until January 15th against Texas Southern. So I don't know if they're a program that's hurting for money and just going anywhere and everywhere to try to get a payday from some other major programs. But, dude, that is wild. They will not play their first regular season home game until January 15th. That is yeah, that's mid- wild. Middle of uh, the first month of next year. That that is pretty crazy. And that's probably just because it's a conference game for them against Texas Southern. You know, they probably rather play that one on the road and get a paycheck too. Yeah, probably so. All right, hour number two coming up next. It is the rush right here on the Homeless Sooner fans. Josh Helmer hanging out with us today in studio. Do you want to do it every day? Then join an unlimited club at Oki Express Auto Wash. And if you sign up right now, your first month is just ten bucks. At Oki Express Auto Wash. Now with 12 metro locations.